0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Goal Line Podcast. Today's guest is coach Kylie Stenard who is currently the head men's soccer coach at Yale entering his sixth season and you know I think we're actually going to be playing him this year but um coach thanks for coming on I appreciate you taking the time to doing this.
1: Yeah thanks for having me Jesse I, I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely absolutely so so, coach, you know the first question I do like to ask everybody who comes on, and because you know I typically talk to coaches, is how and why you got into coaching, and where where was that first coaching gig for you?
1: Yeah, so you know I'm I'm a firm believer that everyone kind of has their own journey, and and there's no perfect route. So, um, just quick backstory for me: um, after I finished playing in college at Creighton University, uh, I was actually a little burned out of, of the game. And, um, and I got, I went into the quote unquote real world working in, in accounting and finance uh, for a few years. But after, after probably the first year of one or two years of being detached from soccer, I just regained my passion to want to get involved and the competitive juices started flowing again. So I started right. to get involved with, with club coaching and um, so I did that back in Omaha, um, where I was living and, and working at the time. And so working, working full time during the day, coaching club, and then eventually some ODP uh, back then for a while. And then after probably about three years or so, I I just I felt like it's uh, it's what my passion was, what I really enjoyed doing, and found myself. Really focusing on on that more during the day than mm-hmm. than my regular job, so I I made a kind of career decision to to step back and um, got an opportunity to coach as a volunteer assistant at Northern Illinois University. Um, so move from Omaha, um, you know, packed everything up uh, to basically go go work for free, um, and and you know, kind of get start my college coaching path from there. Um, so, so I did that, really loved my experience, and and was a volunteer there my first year at, at NIU, and then transitioned and, and moved into a second assistant uh, for the next three years. So a total of four years there at Northern Illinois. And then um, really, you know, I, I guess it's you earn your luck in some ways, but mm-hmm. uh, I think we did a good job at Northern Illinois. and. Um, so I had I built some solid relationships. I ended up getting, um, a great opportunity to be the top assistant at Michigan State University, uh, under Damon Renzing there and felt like, you know, awesome, you know, kind of a no brainer right. <laughs> move. And, um, and, and we there, and so I was there for six years, did a, uh, did a good job, elevated to an associate head coaching position there, um, in the last year or two. And, uh, and then, Uh, you know, long, lo and behold, um, you know, get the opportunity at Yale. And, and quite honestly, of, of some other opportunities I, I looked at, um, Yale was one that I was surprised kind of came to fruition. Um, to be honest, it's, it's, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of an out of the box move, but, um, you know, here, here I am going into my sixth year, as you said, and, um, you know, we've been able to do some good things and, and kind of, Uh, turn things around to be a
0: very competitive program again absolutely absolutely amazing story too but um so what what i want to ask you know when you got to northern illinois and you started your college coaching and then even at michigan state you know because you were part of some successful programs what do you think it was about the players and maybe even about your about you guys as a coaching staff that made those successful those teams more successful than others
1: yeah, you know, I think no, um, you know, there's no kind of magic formula. I, I think right. I think we outworked a lot of um, a, a lot of our competition, and, and uh, I think the you know the first coach I worked for, Steve Simmons, was such an incredibly organized, um, detail-oriented coach. So I, I learned a lot of that from him, and just trying to do so much more with less. Um, compared to much of our competition, so um, so I, I think the, the 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 outworking our our opponents, being more prepared, um, paying attention to more of the details that that maybe separate us. As as we all know, there's such a small margin in, in our game of of winning and losing. So I think those those little marginal gains that we could make um, made us very competitive, and and uh, so. So I think our our work as a program, um, and, and and I think trying to get the most out of our guys, we really asked a lot, and and the standards and expectations were always very high, and and I think uh, you know, and then of course recruiting, you know, th- those are mm-hmm. big things. You have to really, really uh, hit the recruiting trail hard. That's always been one of my uh, kind of, uh, I guess, probably biggest responsibilities uh wherever I've been and, and it's obviously such a huge responsibility so um so that just trying to um outwork other teams on the recruiting trail get guys to campus and um you know sell a vision and and then help help get them there and so so I think I you know take a lot of pride certainly in helping leave NIU and Michigan State um you know a little bit better than when I came in and um and then with Damon just uh you know it, for him it was like he's such a good man manager so uh and relationship builder and and so kind of uh seeing how that culture worked and and then I was probably more of the the busy bee detail uh guy behind the scenes um doing a lot of the the the, the extra work behind the scenes where you know Damon was phenomenal at managing the program um, right and just the the guys overall. So so I think that that balance was really important at Michigan State with um you know probably you know maybe some higher profile players coming out of of club and high school and and you know trying to bring
0: all the puzzle uh, the pieces of the puzzle together. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And you know when when you talk about managing relationships relationships and managing the team. You know, how do you how do you as a head coach now and or even how did you kind of see at Northern Illinois, Michigan State, see these coaches develop relationships and players? And, you know, what was it about these coaches that that really got the players to buy in and and invest in them and really get the most out of those players?
1: Yeah, I think it well It's interesting because it was, you know, even even since I got started um, coaching in college in 2005. Like there's been a big difference generationally and just kind of how how um players and, and young people respond and uh you know get the most out of them. And so it's really the dynamic has really changed. I, I would say at NIU it was a little bit more um a little bit more firm at, at times, but uh but also like we still met with the the players on a weekly basis. We did what we're called like our weekly core value goals. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think that that's important. Like we held them to a very high standard with that, but we still had a lot of, a lot of individual face-to-face interaction with them outside of just before and after practice. So, so even though, you know, we were pretty firm with, with that group, um, we still had a lot of face-to-face, um, interaction with them, and it wasn't just talking the soccer side of things. Of course, it was talking their academic goals and then, right. um, you know, anything beyond that community outreach or, or just other personal goals. So, um, and then, and then at Michigan State, I think, um, it is just kind of, it was in the fabric of the program there from, from the get go. Cause Damon had been there at Michigan State as a player and then as assistant. Um, and so, so I think it was just the, the relationship building throughout the recruiting process was so important, and um, you know, just just being there for guys and understanding, um, you know, sticking to the values of uh, you know, kind of health and well being as as a first priority, academics as as the next priority, and then soccer. But um, you know, and and so just not only talking about it, but but living that, and and when situations came up, making decisions that um stayed true to those values without compromising necessarily the kind of the standards from a soccer and competitive culture standpoint at the same time.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, another thing that I find interesting too, and it kind of brings me to my next question is, you know, when you talk about the core values, you know, as as coaches, I feel like we can always, you know, try to instill these core values and core values, but at the end of the day, if the, the kids don't really believe in it or buy into it, you know, yep. do we get the most out of it? Which brings me, you know, from a, a team leadership standpoint, from a captain, you know, how important is it to now get this captain, it, you know, is he kind of that first domino that you really need to buy in to get him to kind of tri- have that trickle-down effect to the rest of the team? Because I feel, you know, at that 18 to 22 age, a, a lot of kids will just kind of go with the flow, I feel like. Yeah. And so... You know so how important is really finding that good team leader that can be an extension of the coaching staff and kind of relay your message to to the whole team
1: yeah no you you nailed it Jesse I think that the leadership among the players is is everything and then and then the relationship between those leaders and the coaching staff is uh is critical to to be able to kind of um keep everything together, um, relay the information that needs to be relayed and, and, and have a consistent message. And so, um, and I think, you know, I didn't touch as much on Yale because I think it was, you know, going back to that, it was, it was a tough situation coming in um, with players that I hadn't recruited. So it was, it was, you know, a brand new group. And so, and and that had, hadn't been doing well on the field. Certainly great, great guys, great students, but right. just wasn't a competitive environment. And so um so you know, so that that took a lot longer. Um and that that was uh that was difficult and, and some ups and downs. And um it it does take time to build relationships, to build trust, um, and you're doing that while while really trying to get everyone out of their comfort zone uh compared Ooh. to what they were used to. So, uh, so that adds an additional challenge and, and time. And so that, that, that took even maybe a little bit longer than I, than I thought. Um, but slowly, but surely each, you know, each semester, each, each group of, of new guys coming in, like we're, we're making progress. And I think that's what was so special about this last year is that my, my very first recruiting class was the group that were the seniors. Um, right. So talking about their leadership, um, in, you know, I guess embracing kind of the, the goals and vision that I had for the program when I recruited them and, and they were so determined and so hungry to, you know, leave, leave the program in a better place and to try to achieve that, that goal of, of winning a championship and like i mean it's phenomenal how committed they were to doing that and so i like we've normally had leadership councils which is usually a couple guys um kind of from each class but for the most part last year because it was such a big class of of 8 um i just really leaned on certainly our captain but also just our entire senior group and mm-hmm. and and it was there it was there kind of Ship to to sail and just and 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 take take charge and so, uh, and and they knew they like they they already knew the the challenges that we had dealt with so they they did a great job of, um, kind of leading through um the vision and values the core values like we talked about um but but they're the ones that everyone followed right in in the end the rest of the players so I think that's so so important. Um, and what I'll say is like, as you know, in college, that's, that's, that can be a really, uh, a big challenge because now all of a sudden we just have eight, eight great guys, uh, you know, and, and, leaders leave the program and now we're kind of having to keep that going and start, right. not start from scratch, right. but, um, you know, that's why it's so important to try to reinforce these messages to the other guys and, so and then you give those other guys some responsibilities along the way so that when they get into that junior and senior year, they're able to to lead with the same, um, you know, cohesiveness.
0: Right. So what, what kind of responsibilities are you giving underclassmen to, you know, slowly build them into a leadership role?
1: Yeah, I think it's, you know, we do like we normally will have a leadership group that will have one or two uh, freshmen and sophomores in it. So it's like trying to get those guys into some, you know, maybe some more in-depth conversations and, and mm-hmm. trying to make sure that they create a bridge between their, their classmates and then the coaching staff just to keep us, um, you know, in, in the know of, of how just everyone's doing on and off the field and the pulse of the group, the energy of the group. Um, and so, So those are a couple, a couple things for sure. But I think it's, I think it's more, I can't point to anything exactly besides just, you know, stuff on a week to week basis, you know, whatever it it would be on, whether it's gear and equipment related, whether it's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of maybe even leading a discussion, which we're doing a lot of right now via zoom is like, we're, we're doing a lot of discussion related stuff, but we're giving the guys um, kind of the, the idea in the structure or the, the book, let's say. Um, and, and then they're running with it. And, and so it's really providing an opportunity for our younger guys, a, to collaborate with the older guys as well. Um, and, and build those relationships where it's extra hard right now. Uh, but then they're like, it's their responsibility to, to, to take that on and, and do a good job presenting to the rest of the group. So, so those are a couple of examples right now.
0: Yeah, I love that. And you know, actually, when I was playing, we kind of did something similar to that leadership council, where we had a had a member from each class come in and had a weekly meeting with the coach. And um, you know, I yeah. always thought they were good because you know it, it does give that freshman and sophomore kind of a little bit more responsibility. You know, they're not a captain by any means, but you know, it does it yeah. does kind of. You know, it, it builds that bridge, like you mentioned, to the coaching staff yep. and the players in the class. So I, I think that's awesome. But, um, yeah. but I want to take a step back now. As you entered into yep. Yale, you know, what were some of the immediate challenges you faced um, other than, you know, you're coming into coach kids that you didn't recruit and then you were you were yep. coming into a program that was that has been losing. And, you know, what were some of the challenges now, again, getting the, the kids that you had there to buy into your style and you as a person and as a coach and, and your philosophy?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely a ton of challenges and, and I learned so much along the way right. through, 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 I would say more, more challenge than, um, than positives. Uh, and, but, but it's, you know, we're, we're all kind of lifelong learners and, and you just have to, you're going to make mistakes. Um, and certainly I made, I made some mistakes along the way, but it's funny. I, I had, I just had a zoom call with, um, with all the guys from those first four years. Um, And like, I do, like, I give them a lot of credit because while we had our struggles and we had our, um, our, our learning moments uh, and I was, I was tough on them. uh, And, and again, like, I think there's certain things I wouldn't change, um, but there's absolutely some, some things I, I would change um but i give them a lot of credit like they didn't necessarily you know uh get you know get that championship feeling that we finished with last year but they were so important and and i felt it you know it was very important to let them know they were a huge part of of building that um even though it it didn't have that that final reward as much but um but you know we made we made incremental gains each year and um and, and that was a really important to to get to where we wanted to go and um so but but also like I had to learn you know coming from you know I mean we're all super competitive of course so I I was coming off of two really good seasons I mean well really overall just uh, you know a lot of good seasons from Michigan State and NIU um and two back-to-back Elite Eight appearances and So, so it was a drastic change as far as, um, you know, results and, and culture and competitive mentality. And so I, I struggle with that. Um, and I, you know, I think there are some things I could have been a little bit more flexible with. I probably, you know, wished I would have built, tried to spend even more time building relationships, which I, Mm -hmm. which I still think I did a, a good amount of, but I think it was also important, um, likewise, to try to, you know, make sure that I I was clear on some non-negotiables that I felt like were were fundamental to uh, where we needed to to get. Um, and and so that big change that that was probably, you know, you probably swung the pendulum or or I swung the pendulum from. From one end to the other, right. but probably found a little bit more balance in there as we kind of uh, went along uh, month by month and and year by year. And so, um, so those first couple years, especially, were 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 tough. But um, you know, so so again, I think, and and these guys like obviously Yale Yale kids are so incredibly bright and, and driven. Right. So I I mean I'm so fortunate because no matter what. The guys that that end up here are are just so internally motivated and driven, um, and it's often times where we have to kind of try to let help them relax a little bit, and right, um, right. and you know you know they're because they take on so much, uh, whether it's soccer, or academics, or other kind mm-hmm. of ambitions, and looking for jobs and things like that. So so it's I think it's also I think it took me a little time to to fully grasp all of that. Um and now I have such an incredible appreciation for for all that they they do. And and so trying to balance that understanding with my kind of I guess fundamental, like I said, non-negotiables and, and core values of like here's Here's where we want to get to a program as a program. Here are the things that we think are necessary to do that. Um, and, and making sure that, that we reinforce those things all the time.
0: Right. So 2019, you guys win the Ivy out, right? For the first time, what, since 1991 or 1990?
1: 1990, yeah. I think I saw.
0: Yeah. 91. Yeah. So, you know, well, one, congratulations, but two, you know, what was it about the team and about the guys that led this team to such success throughout the years? What do you think, it, or throughout that last year, sorry, that, what do you know, what do yeah. you think it was?
1: Yeah, I think, um, again, I, I give so much credit to that, that senior group that, that came in and, and also, and also the juniors as well, too, because they felt a lot of that, uh, disappointment and, and pain and struggle, I guess, in those first few years. And so I think that right. really drove them. I'm a firm believer that, um, you know, it, it, does take failing and, and adversity and challenge to like, to truly get to where you want to be. And then I think you appreciate it that much more. And so that, that's why it felt, you know, as good as it did, um, to, to have that. But I, so I think, I, I think that, so I'd say for any coach, it's like, um, you know, it's take the, the, the failing and, and the difficulties, um, you know, and, and it's obviously a cliche, but, but learn from them and know that it eventually will, uh, help the group if you, if you use it in the right way. And so, um, so it, that really drove our group. Um, but you know, to be fair, I, I mean, I, I also think, um, you know, m- m- my staff and I throughout the years did a good job recruiting, um, you know, I- improving the kind of the quality, the talent, um, the competitive edge uh, guys that love to play and compete that we knew would kind of embrace a year round mentality of, of playing as much as they can and, and competing where, you know, it wasn't as much of that prior. And so, so I think that was, that was really important because again, it's like the, the more time you put into something, the more sacrifice that you put into something like, the harder it is right. to to let that go like you're gonna you're gonna fight for that um that much more and so um so I think that that was a huge piece of this and then um you know and i I give my I had a new assistant staff a brand new assistant staff all of last oh, wow. year and so um i I think that you know i I gave a lot and and they they did a phenomenal job I think they they helped kind of. Um, just, yeah, help get us to that extra edge and maybe a fresh, fresh voice, fresh energy. Um, some, some even enhancements and some kind of details as far as like, uh, you know, opponent scouting and, and just little, little things, um, that, that helped balance things out a little bit more. Um, and, and then last but not least, and, and I have, it's a running joke with a couple coaching friends that I know, but, um, whenever you have, We're we're the joke is like whenever you have kids, you you win a championship, and so I had I had um, twin girls born last year, and so so, you know yeah, so that's the secret. Um, (laughs) Is uh, you got you got to have kids, and and you're going to get a championship, and so. um, But I think actually, what that did help is, you know, I. I probably honestly wasn't as, as uptight as Mm -hmm. normal. Um, and it certainly provided a lot of perspective, uh, and, uh, by both by choice and, and time and energy demand, I, I gave my assistants even more responsibility when it came to a lot of the, the coaching side of things, which I probably micromanaged more in the past, um, but I took a step back and I, I tried to just manage mm-hmm. um, more so as opposed to like be so um, I guess head in the sand and like, uh, you know, so I, I feel like I just did a better job of taking a step back um you know, in, in leading by, you know, big, big picture right. wise and letting the other guys kind of take, take the lead on the other stuff. So, so I think, you know, as every year, you you reevaluate, you look at those types of things, and and I think um so. I think it was a combination of all those factors.
0: The big one being having kids, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: Yes, of course. So so that that's the that's the true you know magical potion, of course. Of
0: course. And you know something I was thinking about too while while um, you know you were talking about how some of those juniors have kind of gone through the worst and the losing. And and I think it's a you know a lot a lot of kids and at least this is what I've experienced coaching in my few years is just like you know I think a lot of these kids just think winning you know they might have won at the high school and club level yeah. and that winning is just yeah. it's it's easy to them but I mean once you get to the next level you know I don't think they realize how hard and how much effort you have to put in and what it really takes to to win and you know yeah. that's something but it's something again you know you have those internally motivated kids who who want to get better but. Um, you know, and then they start to lose and, you know, it's very easy to also get complacent to just saying, oh, okay, we're a 500 Absolutely. team. We're an average team. You know, we might, you know, pull off a couple of yeah. big victories and that's it. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, just something that I just thought about.
1: Yeah, no. And I think that's, that's our next challenge. Um, because, and that's a lot of what we're talking about as a group right now. Obviously, it's tough because we can't, um, kind of live it on the field like we would like to, but, um it's reinforcing that message as much as we can uh through calls and 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 again losing a group of 8 we ha- we have an incoming group of 11 which is huge it's like so that that's the a big challenge there it's like okay these guys are just seeing and and feeling the where we got to last year they don't realize what it took to get us right. there and so so now that's a big challenge to to let them know what the standards and expectations are. Like you said, we don't want anyone to get complacent. We have to really um, drive our older guys to continue leading and, and kind of um, letting, you know, kind of filtering down what they've learned from past, from all the past right. guys, not just this last year, but from all the past guys that trickle down through the program um, and let them know what it means. And, and, and so, and that's hard, like that's hard to do because until you feel it, it, it's, it's, you know, that's, it's a little fake. And so, uh, but, but I think, yeah, I think I, I totally agree about like the challenge of, you know, we're all recruiting guys that are the best one or two players on their teams. They, they probably have always won at their respective club and high school levels. And, and now it's like, Division one college soccer is as competitive as it's ever been. Right. It's such a small margin. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's the literally the, the losing, losing focus for, for a couple seconds in, in a game or, um, you know, just, you know, one, and, and I don't like to focus on mistakes, uh, but it's like you just get punished for, for, um, for things a little bit more than any other level. Right. There's a lot of good players there are a lot of good players there are a lot of good teams there are a lot of great coaches that are preparing their teams well and um yeah so i think uh i think that that's a tough thing to to teach these guys and as you know Jesse like in college soccer as it's structured now with it being so condensed typically is like you you can go on a, a you know you can win a game or two and then get on a nice little confidence streak but it can go the other way as well too as sure. far as like you can get, you can play well and get unlucky um maybe in, in just like a, a couple games and all of a sudden it's like you get in a in a little bit of a, a a losing streak and it those things are tough to manage um during during the season and so um so i think again as long as you're you're focused on uh, you know the, every like everyone talks about process and and performance and uh, learning from mistakes and trying to uh, improve on those. Uh, and again, like everyone, you know, not getting too low when, when you have a, a loss, not getting too high when you have a win. Right. But, um, and I guess my last point I want to make on this, Jesse, is like you look at, you know, and I look at our our men's lacrosse program here at Yale, who, you know, is, is phenomenal. You know, they've been one of the top two teams in the country right. the last, you know, three, two or three years. And, and then let's say that the Patriots, for example, who, who, you know, have had a dynasty. It's like they, those teams still, even though they're elite, they still talk about the underdog role. Right. Like, And even though they have the big target on their back. So um, there's always this sense of like, we still have to prove ourselves. Like we, now it's even tougher actually. So I 100%. think kind of talking about, uh, I think talking about that and say, Hey, we're still, we're still having to prove ourselves on a daily basis. So if we let our foot off this at all, like it's going to catch up to us. So, yeah, I mean, um, so I think I just kind of using, using a couple other sports as examples. Right.
0: No, I mean, a hundred percent, you know, I mean, you win the championship. Every team in the conference wants to beat the champion. So, you know, now you got to, yeah. every, every team is giving it their best because they're, they're coming ready to play. And, you know, unfortunately after, Absolutely. after we won back when I was playing, we yeah, didn't realize yeah, that. we're, we're going to get everyone. Yeah, but um, but yeah, okay, great. So, uh, as we start to wrap up, you know, the last question I do like to ask everybody that comes on, and uh, and that's it's a simple but very deep question, I guess. Is it's just, yeah. you know, you left Northern Illinois, Michigan State, Yale. If when you leave Yale, you know, what do you want your players and the people that you have come in contact to have said about you? Um, essentially, you know, what do you want your legacy to be at each program or? What do you want your legacy to have been at Northern Illinois, Michigan State, and now at Yale?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's a that's a really good question, and yes, yeah, simple but yet <laughs> a little deep as well. Um, so I think um, when it's all said and done, like just being being a someone that does care, and I and I think you know very honestly, I I think I. I have improved on that. I think I've always been a caring, genuine and sincere person. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of like, you know, but it's also been, but I'm also very competitive. So it's, it's trying to um, blend the, the on field uh, coaching and and competitiveness right. with, with the caring and the relationship piece. Um, and I think I, I had that, I always cared and, 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 and really helped, uh, you know, off the field stuff, but I also, you know, I also was a, a driver, you know, and, and, um, maybe a bit of a taskmaster at times, mm-hmm. um, as, as an assistant and, and early on in my head coaching here at Yale. And so, so I think through time, like I've grown a lot in blending the, that competitive fire, the high ambition, um, and drive to be our best and, and everything on the field. Um, but also now incorporating, like you know, just blending the relationships and, and caring for them. Um, and, and, and it's not, and it's not just the players, it's their families. Right. Like obviously families entrust their, their coaches into, Hey, we're, we have their best interests in mind. We are going to, we're kind of a second family right. and we're, we're going to be here to care for them and support them. Uh, through thick and thin, you know, and, and so, um, so I think like I've, I've grown so much in that realm. Um, and, and, uh, you know, and, and I think I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, like even having, having kids, cause these were our first kids last right. year, um, you know, get, get it gains a lot of perspective as well too, um, that you simply just, you, you can't fully understand unless, unless you are, um, you know, a parent. And so, so I think that that's something that's really helped me as well. And so, so I think, I, I think someone that, and, and I think I've always been known. I, my my overall reputation is that I've I've been an incredibly hard worker. Like mm-hmm. I've I've, uh, you know, I, I think that is something that they. Yeah. I mean, I've been called, you know, like a bulldog at recruiting and just a machine with how I work and like right, you right. know, and, and so I have outworked a lot of people in my opinion. But that being said, like now life has shifted a lot for me. So it's like I have to manage things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um I can't I can't do the things I used to do um as an assistant or even as as a head coach before before having um you know a family. And so um so I think but that being said, I, I still want people to to first think of, you know, someone that is uh driven to try to make make something better, make improvements um wherever they are and on the field, but also um off the field and, and helping uh helping young men be the best they can be in every part of their lives um, and know that they, they can come to me with anything. So I think that they, that they trust and, and respect, uh, me as someone that is going to be there to help them, um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in, in good times, bad times. And so, uh, so I think that, you know, big picture wise, that's, that's what I want. Um, you know, when it's, when it's all said and done sure. and, and I, I do take a lot of pride in. in and kind of getting things to be better than what it was before. But uh, but now, yeah, that's that's the next big challenge is, like, we we have uh, we have more work to do. So, uh, you know, our, our ultimate goal is to win a national
0: championship. Right. So we still have quite a bit of work to do. Right, for sure. For sure. I love that. Well, Kylie, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time. And, uh, and best of luck to you whenever the, the season happens.
1: Yeah, thanks Jesse. I really appreciate this. Thanks for for having me on. Um good luck to you guys and uh yeah, I think we we're definitely supposed to have you guys on the schedule here right. uh in in the near future. So, um so thank you. Yeah, stay healthy. Um tell tell the staff I say hello. For sure. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Take care. Stay healthy. Um tell tell the staff I say hello.